The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you, everyone who acknowledges me before others, the Son of Man will also acknowledge before the angels of God. But whoever denies me before others will be denied before the angels of God. And everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. When they bring you before the synagogues, before the rulers and the authorities, do not worry about how you are to defend yourselves or what you are to say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you at that very hour what you ought to say. The Gospel of the Lord. We continue reading from St. Paul's letter to the Romans. We're in chapter 4. Yesterday and today's first reading go together. So let me begin with yesterday's first reading. Paul goes back to Genesis and recalls the father of faith, Abraham. And he says this, If Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? And here he quotes from Genesis. Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. This is a very important statement that Paul is making. He's talking about initial justification. How are we saved? Is it by our own works, our own efforts? In the first instance, do we do a pile of good works and then God steps in and saves us? No. The teaching of the church has always been it's God's work. He takes the initiative, and it's by God's grace. He first gives Abraham and all of us the sufficient grace that we can respond. But we still have that choice. Abraham could have said, no, I'm not going to leave my father's house and follow you into a land I don't know where I'm going. After all, Abraham was very rich. He was the firstborn. He stood to gain the entire inheritance of his family. But he left. He left his father, his father's house, his pagan ancestors, and he journeyed. And it was that obedience of faith that justified Abraham. And so in today's first reading, Paul continues. The promise that he, that is Abraham, would inherit the world did not come to Abraham or to his descendants through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. So again, we're talking about it's not the works of Abraham in the first place that saved him. It's God's grace responded to by faith. Paul goes on to say that the promise may rest on grace. That's the key. God takes the initial step by giving us grace. Paul goes on to say, in the presence of God in whom He, Abraham, believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. Again, God is the one who initiates and sustains us by his grace. We know this because in the context of Genesis, it wasn't just that Abraham was called by God to leave. He did leave, but then in Genesis chapter 22, this was many, many years later, 
God tells Abraham to sacrifice his son Isaac. Now that is a difficult work to do, to actually sacrifice your own son, but Abraham is prepared to do it. And just when he's about to plunge the knife into his son, an angel comes and stops it. But then God says this, by myself, I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this, you have done this. I will bless you and multiply your descendants as the stars of the heavens. By your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. There's faith and works that go together. To make the point even more explicit, later on in Genesis, when Abraham has died, God speaks to his descendant, Isaac, and renews the promise. This is what God says. Now, though there was a famine in the land, Isaac was tempted to go down to Egypt, but God wanted him to stay in the promised land. God says, do not go down to Egypt. Go to the land I will show you. I will be with you, and I will bless you. I will fulfill the oath which I swore to Abraham, your father, and to multiply your descendants because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my commandments, my statutes, and my law. The obedience of faith. That's the whole thesis of St. Paul's letter to the Romans. We see this principle at work in the gospel because there's a great work that we're called to do. Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you, everyone who acknowledges me before others, the Son of Man will also acknowledge before the angels of God. But whoever denies me before others will be denied before the angel of God. It's one thing to believe, one thing to have faith. We can have a rich interior experience of faith, but we're called to do more. We're called to go into the public and acknowledge our faith, acknowledge who Jesus is. That's the center of our life, not to keep it private. Jesus goes on to say in the gospel, do not worry about what you are to say or defend yourself, for the Holy Spirit will teach you at that very hour what you ought to say. There's grace. So here's the whole summary, the Catholic notion of salvation. It's God's grace. We respond by faith expressed in loving deeds. And it's God's grace through the whole process. Initial justification, we can't do anything to earn it. But final justification, we must obey and have good works. Here's where our saint comes to play. Today we celebrate St. Margaret de Ville. She was a very young woman born in Quebec. In 1701, she married young. Her husband proved to be worthless, racked up all kinds of gambling debts, and traded in illegal liquor and he died early, left Marguerite with two children and enormous debts. Now, did she throw in the towel? No, she got to work. She overcame her financial difficulty. She then rented a house in Montreal in 1737 and with three companions sheltered other needy women. There's her faith expressed in loving deeds. Now, she was persecuted for that slandered by the people who thought, who is this person? She was accused of being a drunkard and housing prostitutes, but she carried on. 
1747, Marguerite was given charge of the colony's general hospital, which again was in massive debt. She worked hard, raised money, paid off all the debts, saved the hospital. Although later it was burned to the ground, she raised money again and had it rebuilt. So here we see a, a woman who had faith for sure, but she expressed it in love and always cooperated with grace to do almost the impossible. And that's why she's a saint. We're called to do the same in our own vocation, to believe, to trust, to obey. And God's grace will always be sufficient. And we will do things we never thought possible. And in the end, we'll look back and say, thanks be to God. Because it was his grace from beginning to end. But we cooperated. And the saints pray for us. Let's continue to pray for each other as we build our family of parishes to be a community that loves others, builds others up, and continues to proclaim the good news.